0: So I've right. just got to do a bit of admin quickly. Um, we we'll just wait for you, Joel.
1: Admin? I'm, I'm just getting my notes ready. So actually, this is how professional that's it.
0: Oh, right, right here.
2: Jeez, yeah. we're going back to the
0: beef. I thought you like to wing it, Joel.
1: Uh, well, I'm an angel, so I've got wings. <laughs> I've got the, the voice of an angel and the that's looks like an the angel. looks of uh, um, a Ad- Adonis. <laughs> Welcome back to the Chip Lunch Podcast. It's, it is fantastic to have you along with us, um, and I'm fantastic. <laughs> I feel fantastic because I have two <laughs> amazing people along with me for the ride. I am joined again by another repeat appearance here by Gemma, <laughs> which is pretty cool. I think we should
0: start keeping a tally, maybe.
1: No, this is three. You've been yeah. on three so far. Yeah. So you. But can, I'm
2: you, know. you mean a tally between Italy. the two of you? No. We haven't introduced you yet. Sure. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: Excuse no, me, no. we're going to have uh, host battles. Yeah, host battles. Host battle.
0: Um, you definitely uh, really got quite an advantage on the host battles. <laughs> well, but, being um, what? well you've, you've got way more experience. Being a beast. Yeah, yeah being a beast. Right. I've got quite a bit of catching <laughs> up to do, but we'll see what happens.
1: Fantastic. Well, I'm Joel, by the way. This is... Uh, uh, Gemma. I was like, are
0: you trying to introduce Alana <laughs> no, I'm or like, me? No, I'm like, I'm
1: thinking of Alana, but I'm like, I need to say yes. your name because Gemma, Gemma. I haven't introduced you. Do you, <laughs> you want to introduce our guest for today? And this is lunch?
2: Alana. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for being on. Thank you. It's great. I'm very you. excited. Well, it's the Chip Lunch podcast. Yes. We always like to ask the very, very same question every single time Fair at enough. the very beginning. Yeah. Yep. Fair yep. enough. How do you like to have your hot chips?
2: So, Gemma, Gemma and I had a very b- brief discussion about this. Yes. Without me. <laughs> so I'm very, very, very brief. Of course, <laughs> It depends on the type of hot chip. If it's the ones oh. coming from a fish and chip shops, chicken salt. Chicken salt? Chicken
1: salt. Chicken, chicken, chick. oh, chicken from the shelf.
2: <laughs> <laughs> chicken salt all the way for the ones that come from fish and chip shop. <laughs> yeah. But outside of that, it's got to be normal salt. So, like... Any other fries. It's
1: mm. Like French fries. Like French
2: fries or e- like even just like any other hot chips. Okay. I have a really quick question. Okay. Mm. What about a chicken shop?
0: Well, because d- they make chickens. <laughs> and
1: they the make chicken chickens.
2: salt. No, so it's chicken salt too. Okay. Chicken good, salt. good, okay. good. I back that. Any takeaway shop, like a chicken shop or a fish and chip shop, it's got to be good, chicken salt.
1: Good. So is that like a half point for chicken salt and a half point for normal salt, if that's well, the
2: case? Where else do you get your
0: chips? <laughs> That's not a chicken shop or a fish and chip shop where uh, you'd be asking for what type of
2: salt you want. I feel like most other places... A pub. Yeah, the pub just true. chooses the salt for you. Oh. Or if you get it's like true. the bags of chips and you just cook them at home, then you decide what oh, yeah, salt you, you want.
0: Can, you can decide at home.
2: Yeah. Mm. Like
1: frozen bags? Yeah. Yeah. Frozen yeah. Bags.
0: You can, you Come can on, guys. Make
1: your own <laughs> chips. So lazy. <laughs> it's
0: it's called buy way at the, the supermarket. Chuck them in the air fryer on it. Oh. <laughs>
1: Air fryer, so <laughs> the like number one appliance of lockdown. Oh,
2: I love my air fryer. R- the air fryers are pretty good. Have you
1: both got air fryer?
2: I got my dad one for his birthday last year. Oh, he must be stoked. Uh, I think well, you're more stoked about it. Yeah, that's well, what I'm <laughs> I haven't used. It, I haven't used it once. Dad, Dad uses it for roasts. He uses it for chips. He, he 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 uses it for just about anything he can. Um, and Mum absolutely hates washing it up. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> A uh,
1: insight into the colder family?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a big appliance. Yeah. Is so it? How pl- big is it? Well, we've got like a, a big one. Wow. We've got a box one?
0: Yeah. I've got a box one too. Because I don't diff- even know so the difference. Wait, does, you have, does yours have like a door where yes. you like open it and it's like kind of like a mini oven? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So there's ones that look like a little tiny oven right. and there's ones that are like those like egg shaped like ones with a little drawer that you...
2: Which is what I have. Out.
1: And that's like a poor man's yeah. air fryer. No, no that's the cool like man's. the
2: top of the line Oh, ones. that's a big, yeah. the good one. Yeah, they're the good yeah. ones. The goodies. Oh. Yeah, we got my dad the good one.
1: <laughs> you got the egg shape, the egg shape one. Yeah, or the,
2: the, the egg shaped one. The big, the,
0: It's like the biggest big,
1: one you can oh, get. Oh. Yeah, you can get
0: a big, big egg shape or like a little egg shape or like one that looks like a little oven. Oh. There's there quite go. a variety of air fryers. So
1: what so can you air fry anything? Is that basically what they say? Yeah. Saying? And much. because it's healthier than frying it in oil. Yeah. yeah.
2: But right. it's also not just like things that you would fry. It's you can, things like, bake that, stuff. Yeah, it's like an it's pretty much an oven in in a lot of ways. Like mm. as I said, my dad's done a roast chicken in it and roast beef. We do, we do weekly roast dinners at my nice. house yeah, and right. he does the roast potatoes don't turn out well, which for anyone who does know my family is a little bit of a letdown because we we really love our potatoes.
1: Oh, so, it's like potatoes yeah. is a, is a is big thing. Rory's potatoes
2: are a really big thing. So I go over to uh, Jacob's house, my boyfriend's house, mm-hmm. and I do consistently get paid out by, in a very loving way, by mm-hmm. his family for, you know, if I've had my allotted potato amount because we, we're so keen on our potatoes that we have a specific mm-hmm. amount to the point where... Um, i think the first time jacob came over for dinner when my sister was around my sister made sure he had his allotted amounts and he was a <laughs> bit like
1: just want some like, potatoes, have you got five much.
2: pieces yeah. i've got five pieces yeah. okay good you know yeah. and
1: i actually started that thing with my my wife's family because uh, <laughs> my father-in-law cooks very nice baked potatoes mm-hmm. and i would eat too many and so mm. <laughs> and like, because she's a family of five Ooh. It's very much like, no, you've eaten too much, Joel. And you don't <laughs> want
0: to be that, like, partner that, like, goes to their, like, partner's family's house and, like, eats all the food. Like, it's a bit yep. awkward. And,
1: like, keeps going over for dinner and yeah. eats all the food. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: you don't want
1: to be that. <laughs> anyway, oh. we've got sidetrack, guys. Yeah, mm. Thanks for the air fry chat. <laughs>
0: air fryers <laughs> are and really good... Is it, like,
1: the new version of the microwave?
2: I think... Yeah. I would say, yeah.
1: Mm. Okay.
2: Although I've never had a microwave, so I also can't fully comment. But would
1: you replace a microwave with an air fryer?
0: I would no. <laughs> We've got a microwave and an air fryer, and I feel like I use the air fryer mm, yeah, more. Like
1: microwave's out on the cleanup pile next Except month. Except it's
0: <laughs> the microwave is good for like heating up like I don't know like liquids. You can't do that in the air fryer if that
1: makes sense. You do it in a saucepan, bro. Well,
0: yeah. yeah, you can do it in a saucepan, but it's like not as quick. Mm. Anyway, I don't have a debate about microwaves. My
1: favorite thing, one of my favorite things about lockdown, before we get on to. You, Alana. <laughs> we'll make it about us for a second. Yeah. <laughs> classic, <laughs> if we haven't if we haven't already. Wars. <laughs> yeah, <classic laughs> wars. Oh, it's gonna um, be fun. Uh, one of my favorite things is like not having to microwave my lunch. Oh but yeah. because I'm working from home, mm. I get it out of the fridge. It's in like a Pyrex container, mm. put the oven on, put it on, and oh it's just much more enjoyable experience. Mm. It's not soggy.
0: Yeah, when something can be crunchy when it's meant to be crunchy, yep. life is good, I feel. Life is good.
1: Yeah. That's right. Anyway, back to Alana. Yes. Thanks for coming on the Chip Lunch podcast. <laughs> no worries. I'm would, really happy to be here. Uh, <laughs> I would love you to chat about how you became a Christian.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up in a non-Christian family. Um, I kind of, it wasn't, I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> I kind of went to scripture in school. Like my parents were never wanting to take me out of scripture. They, with my sister and I, they were always like, it's up to you guys to make your own decision about, um, if you want to be religious in any way and that sort of thing. So they didn't, we just basically went to standard Protestant scripture. At um, a
1: government school? Yes.
2: Yep. Yes. So I went to public schools all, all throughout mm. school, um, and I do have very vivid memories of being in, like, five and six and watching Veggie Tales mm-hmm. in Scripture and primary school Iconic. and loving it. And it was, like, a whole bunch of the non-Christian kids who, like, really thrived on it. It was really <laughs> strange. See, I
1: didn't know about Veggie Tales until, like... Yeah. Over 18.
2: Yeah. I was just, it, it was just such a strange thing. Mm. And it was only we'd watch it like end of term, scripture lessons. That was it. Mm. But we always got really keen to watch VeggieTales by the end. And I'm talking like 12-year-olds. <laughs> it's like, like the equivalent... We were watching a movie at the end of the
0: term. Yeah, like, that's right. But it it's is. The scripture but version. Scripture, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. We were like we don't want to do scripture <laughs> lessons. We will watch the yeah. talking vegetables.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did
1: you have a favorite veggie? I
2: I do not remember. Okay.
1: I do remember It was <laughs> a potato.
2: I don't think there was a potato on VeggieTales correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think there is the only thing I remember is the where's my hairbrush song that is the only thing that's coming to mind now and we used to sing it in the playground like we were were (laughs) super dorky so for like reference I went to smart selective high school and went to like a selective class in year five and six so we were all the biggest bunch of nerds that you could find and That's like so funny. grew up with a very nerdy family as well so we were not ashamed of being dorks in the playground by this point um so yeah went through high school um and in year nine i was about halfway through year nine i had a friend who was a christian um we were we were just walking to school one day uh, for band practice in the morning and what,
1: in, what instrument did you play
2: I played f- uh, I played flute trombone tuba I also did a little bit of piano this is impressive mm. and I did choir for a while but then it clashed with jazz ensemble. And then it clashed with flute ensemble. So I was like, yeah, nah.
1: Um, Were you a nerd or a music nerd?
2: <laughs> I think a bit of both. I nerd. was an every, I think you can attest I was an everything nerd. I was the a, Best kind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um like the only reason I picked up Tuba was in year nine, there was this dinged up old tuba in our music store i'm sorry i'm going off topic here um and to the and it's like dinged up old there's like this blue fluff in it which we think might have been cancerous and it was really bad yes. <laughs> anyways and i'd been starting trombone lessons and we were like we don't have a tuba player so i learnt tuba from my trombone teacher and then the next year i ended up in the top music ensemble because there was no other tuba players And that was how I started learning tuba. I was awful at it, but it was the most fun thing I've ever played, except for when I accidentally inhaled through the tuba Mm. and I started having a coughing fit. (laughs) And so the band would stop and I'd be dying. And my conductor would just be like, what are you doing?
1: And And my
2: (laughs) and my friend next to me who knew exactly what had happened is just laughing his head off at me. Um, Yeah. So anyways, we were walking to school and she you
1: still sorry I'm, st- I'm still on the musical yep. instrument. do you play a musical instrument now
2: i do not why not i pretty much did the usual stop after high school, school. <laughs> yeah which is unfortunate because i have a really nice flute at home and uh i still have my trombone at home it's not as nice as my flute but it's still at home um and I just haven't played it. And I I've <laughs> have thought about doing, like, piano or something, but also I have no space for a piano in my mm. house. So I'm like, doesn't quite work. But, mm. yeah. So.
1: Well, uh, all I hear is excuses, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> <seen> how that <laughs> happens, really,
2: You just kind of, like, drop stuff after high school. You're
1: yeah. Like, oh, so yeah, yeah, done yeah. With that. but yeah. I think you'd actually really enjoy it if you went mm. back to it anyway. Oh, yeah, to I To encourage would. you, sorry. <laughs> let's go back. You're, you're walking with your friend in Year 9. Yeah,
2: right? so two friends to school and my friend who was a Christian was actually talking to another one of my friends um, and at her church she was having um, for youth group later that week, they were having this big invite a friend night um, to church. And I believe Gemma remembers the night we didn't meet on set night, but she was there. Um, <laughs> um, and so she was talking to him and I had my earbuds in because by this point I was like a very quiet individual person I kind of just got in a bit of a shell in high school um, Mm -hmm. like around year eight up until probably like year 11 even Um, and so I would just most of the time have headphones in at school in all honesty Um, and so she was telling him about this thing and getting him really keen and everything and I just kind of overheard and took my earphone out and I was just like oh that sounds kind of interesting can i come too and she was like yeah sure she was absolutely gobsmacked um because if even when i talk to her to this day she's like i never expected that you would come you were the last one of the last people i was ever (laughs) intending on asking because i never thought that you would come um which is quite ironic in the end um so i went and it was a very big youth night there were like 200 kids there and i am very introverted and when i don't know people i just close up even more so i was a bit overwhelmed um but we sat down that night for the talk and we the talk was on one john chapter 4 verses 7 to 12 which is
1: this is we're doing that for church this week
2: yes so um yeah so it was on that um it was so crazy um and basically in that it talks about god loved us well before we have ever known him um Mm. well before we were born Um, And because of that, we should love other people. And I kind of just got really amazed that there was someone who loved us despite us not knowing him. And I just kind of got really interested. Um, So this was like the last night of term as well. So I ended up going home. I remember actually going home and praying like all through those holidays. But I wasn't, I would not say I was a Christian at the time because I don't think I properly understood the full extent of what Jesus dying meant for me. Um, but I went back to youth after that, um, which was really cool. I actually ended up, I was doing dancing lessons on a Friday night and I stopped going to dancing lessons so I could go to Bible study. and My mum my was really confused because she was like, you're, you're dropping all these things to do this church mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, well, it interests me. And I was starting to make some really good friends there as well. Um, and then probably about nine months later, I had been, we, we the church I was at had had their youth camp, but I'd been overseas in Japan that whole time, which was a massive bummer, because I was really keen for this camp, but I didn't get to go. Playing tuba? <coughs> no, this was, uh, <laughs> no, the camp was a youth camp. Okay. And overseas was just No,
1: I meant you were overseas playing tuba. No, mm-hmm.
2: I was just overseas because I was doing Japanese yeah. and we went to Japan. Yeah. So that's pretty epic though. Oh, it was mm-hmm. so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not regret <laughs> going to Japan over youth camp, but I would have enjoyed going to youth camp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. And so it was like the week after this youth camp and the I just happened to go to church because I was like to my parents, I have missed seeing all my friends. They've all been getting to hang out. Um, and it was school holidays as well. So I was like, I really want to go to church. So I was like, yeah, okay. Um, so I went to church and it was something from Titus that was being read. I cannot remember for the life of me now what it was. Um, but it, that was kind of then that I really understood what Jesus' sacrifice meant. Um, and I was just very overwhelmed, um, could very much feel that, um, like that I had the Holy Spirit with me at that time. And that, um, yeah, I was kind of like, no, this is that turning point. I want to give my life um, to Jesus. Mm. Like, I want to follow him and I want to love others because he's died for our sins. Um, so, yeah, I, that happened. And it was, it was a really big adjustment for a bit. Um, I ended up being pretty open about being a Christian in high school, which was really good. Um, and being a Christian in a public school is one thing. Being a Christian in a public selective school, I would argue, is another.
1: Why is that?
2: Because rather than, and not saying this doesn't happen to other kids in public Mm. schools, um, but I guess rather than maybe your typical getting paid out or rude comments or anything like that for being a Christian, you start, particularly when you're like 16, 17, you start having actually very reasonable, big conversations about Christianity and religion and life, life mm. yeah and and at the time as well a big thing that was happening was uh the same-sex marriage debate that was that referendum was kind of around that time so it was very often i remember walking home from school one time with a couple of friends one who is is still christian as well um and one who wasn't and he was just asking us these really big questions and we were just like he'd been a christian for much longer than me so he had a, he was able to answer a bit more but it was just there was so many bigger questions and that were just really challenging to kind of just think through um which i think it was it was terrifying at the time but it was also really really cool because one it challenged me to learn like to keep learning more um at a time when you know with not being not having Christian family at home, I very easily could just not read my Bible, pray or anything like that, and not have things keeping me accountable at home. So, I kind of had those people asking those big questions keeping me accountable. Um, but it was also just really cool to get to learn, um, I guess, very early on in my faith how to have those like have big open conversations while also being very respectful of other people's opinions. Um, so yeah, and like that kind of followed through with leading um, school Christian group at um, school, um, which was really cool. And gradually over time, I think I kind of opened up out of my shell as well, mm-hmm. um, which was really awesome. So I think I was about 16, and I had found myself a really good group of friends, and they were a group of friends through church. Um, and was like so over the moon happy that we ended up just having something super hilarious happen, and we discovered my uh signature laugh like, and I had no idea this happened. <laughs> um, and it's basically a combination of like a dolphin or a dog squeaky toy like my dog reacts to my laugh it's (laughs) hilarious she thinks it's one of her toys um and so and that kind of gradually started to happen at school as well kind of opening up because I guess I felt um I actually felt like I was loved um Mm. even if i did struggle with relationships in school i i always knew that i that i was loved by god um and he created me in the way that he had um and that i should be open and proud to being who that person is um so yeah that's kind of school things I don't know if you want me to keep going. <laughs> That's fine. But how,
1: how, was it hard? Like you said, you became a Christian after mm-hmm. hearing, was that talk on Titus?
2: That was when I decided to become a Christian. Yeah. Like made that conscious decision, yeah.
1: Was it hard? Like, is you, like you're coming out as a Christian? Because um, you said it was reasonably easy to have conversations mm, at school.
2: I think by that point, I people already knew I was going to youth group. Yeah. And so I think often the assumption that's made is if you go in your youth group, you're a Christian. Mm. Um, And maybe more so with my group of friends as well. Um, So it wasn't so much hard with that respect. Um, I I think it was mostly an assumption-based thing. Because even with my family, I don't think I ever properly got asked. Um, They were just kind of like
1: assumed
2: yeah and I like as I said they were sh- kind of shocked at first that I was going to church um, and going to youth um and it took them a long while to kind of get that that's what I was doing um, and they might still not entirely get it to this day which is totally fine um but yeah I guess the actual coming out as a Christian wasn't so hard
1: um yeah Mm, that's cool (laughs) um something also i heard heard you saying and it's something that we talk a lot about on this um podcast Mm. is the way that jesus changes our identity Mm -hmm. and a lot of it and often it comes like god does that through obviously jesus dying on the cross Mm -hmm. but then also the way that other people love us Mm. because that's my story Mm. and talking about Tamanda last week, it was the same thing. It was, I was in a, we were in a, we were put into a, a, a an arena or an environment where people actually loved us for who we are. Mm. So that helps us discover our true identity. Was that yeah. was that with a case for you? Do you think? Because you talked yeah. about coming out of your shell.
2: Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that sentiment. Like I I, I do have really good friends that I had made through high school, but in our grade of like 160 people, there's now probably about. 10 that I still speak to on a Mm. regular basis Mm. and that regular basis is once every 12 months pretty much (laughs) um outside of one person that I go to church with still Mm. um and so yeah like it took a while to come out of my shell but I definitely think being around people who were willing to love me for me and not to try and put me in a box. Because kind of with how our social setting happened at school... Yeah, love this. Yeah, was... Um, this is this is what you were fishing for, was it, a little bit? <laughs>
1: not always. Just I just like it when people start talking about where there's, like, their situation was. Because yeah. it's always really different. Yeah. But then the story about Jesus is always the same. Yeah. So.
2: Um, well, we kind of had... I'd kind of gone from like one very small close group of friends in like year seven and eight and then kind of tried to branch out because some things had happened um and I went to go to kind of the popular group uh which I found out about two years later that there were people who felt really sorry for me because they could tell that I really didn't fit in there and I really didn't fit in like I knew it everyone knew it um but They didn't want to, they were like, well, she can get herself out of it. So there wasn't really a thought of, you know, coming in, checking in. And so I kind of came out of that probably partway through year nine as well. So around the same time that I was also going to church and the rest of our year group, there was like this one spot outside the library where there was probably in the mornings before school, probably a combination of like five or six different groups Um, all came and hung out together really and then from there those six there was like those six kind of individual groups that had closer friends to each other that kind of branched out in later parts of the day and so I kind of was one of the floaters between those groups or just sat on my own within that big group of people um so yeah, it was kind of coming from that where I didn't really have a place, I guess, to then coming into this environment where I had people who were genuine, like genuinely interested in who I was, which I didn't know who I was at the time. So that was fun figuring that out. Um, And like really interested in keeping up with me, keeping in contact with me. And these are all people that I didn't go to school with as well, um, which was really cool. And even like there was a time when I kind of did fall away a little bit from youth because I I was friends with a lot of people in the year above. And so in year 11, I had a bit of a – a little bit of a freak out because I was like, oh, no, all of them are leaving church – well, not – sorry, leaving youth – Um, you know, I'm not going to be seeing them as often and that sort of thing. So I had a bit of a freak out and started going to a few other youth groups and then kind of just stopped going to youth in general. And then I got a message from a girl in my grade, um, Fee, who I had not thought we were that close friends, Mm -hmm. but I just got a message from her. And she was like, hey, we haven't seen you like at all this term. We really miss you and hope everything's going okay. And I was kind of just like, whoa, like...
1: Someone cares about me. I know, yeah. yeah. And
2: and that was a big show of God's love as well, I think. Um, Rufi was just kind of... She had seen someone who was struggling or wasn't around and she was like, I'm going to check in. Mm. Um, and yeah, from there I then ended up coming back and then making really good friends with the people of my own grade. like Gemma. I've, <laughs> and been,
1: I've been hogging all the questions. you can got any questions yeah. for online? <laughs> oh, I guess...
0: Um, I was actually going to ask about um, when you did start going to youth group Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of had to drop a few things. Mm -hmm. You kind of touched Mm. on a little bit how that kind of went down, like, with your fam. Not sure how cool you are to, like, share, but, like, was there any kind of, like, I guess, challenge or, like, barriers in, like, trying to be a Christian in a family that's not Christian?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, at first it was, as I said, it was a bit of a surprise to my parents. And I think at the time um, it was just my mum and I and my sister in the house because my dad did a lot of work interstate as well. Um, And so mum was doing all the driving everywhere. And so at the time she was driving to Sylvania for dance to then pick me up from there to drive me to... uh, bardon ridge mm. wow. uh, for church for youth and then to drive me home from there after youth
1: these are all locations in the summer yes trial, we yes say. yes yeah. you should
0: probably say that yeah it's like a 20 minute yeah it's a 20 yeah, 20, 20
1: 25 minute yeah, yeah like between
2: yeah. those two but then also from my house it's about 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. to each of those locations mm-hmm. um and so i think in part mum was Happy at first that I – both happy that I was dropping dance because then she didn't have to drive me as many places. <laughs> um, but also she was a bit like – she was kind of hesitant because she went, well, you haven't been going to this thing for very long. Like, you might regret it further down the line. And I was like, yeah, but this is something that I want to do. Mm. Um, My
1: parents were a bit like that too. Yeah.
2: yeah. And so she kind of came through with it. Um, but I think the, the bigger – trouble with it was trying to get to church so I hadn't I never really became a regular church goer like Saturday Sunday anything like that until I hit until I graduated high school really um because my parents didn't want to drive out to wherever two nights a week, which I totally understand because I didn't also get my license until I, I graduated. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I actually remember when you got your license, that was like a big, like,
0: yes. it was a really big, you big thing. I was really stoked about it.
1: Then you had a, a crash when you got to church. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. I'm here. Oh, <laughs> hi, everyone. Actually,
2: I think I remember that the first week I was at church that I had my license, there was also like some 18th that I was, I had planned to go to after church, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm at church. I don't want to go to that 18th <laughs> now. I'm staying here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so that for a while kind of I, – because I really, really wanted to go to church. And so it kind of took me some time to be okay with not going because I realised it was the best way to love my parents um, in that time because they were still – like my dad's totally cool with it really. My mum is totally cool with it as well. They're kind of just like – we, ha- we support your decision, but we don't really want to hear about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so like they were happy to come to things like my baptism, um, but they don't, they're not necessarily always keen on hearing about Jesus and that sort of thing, which I understand. Um, so yeah, at the time that was kind of my thing of, okay, I'll just go to youth because that's the best thing for, like, that's the best way to love my parents. Mm. Um, and at the moment, I think at the time as well, I was doing some serving at youth as well. So I was doing some ministry stuff there. I was doing some ministry stuff at school and I thought the best way of being to be discipled was at youth mm. rather than at church um, for Saturday nights. So I thought for a whole, for kind of all those reasons, um, sticking with youth was best. Um i had another thing in my head uh, what was it <laughs> <laughs> i i, I actually no. Yeah. i do remember when i started coming to Soul Sol Revival, that was when the discussion then came up again about doing friday night youth and saturday night church but they were in different places and late night went until like all hours of the night. So there was there was a bit of discussion there and kind of some compromise but I ha- ended up having some really awesome friends who were happy to give me a lift home, which was very wonderful and loving of them, um, particularly because I'd had an experience only like six or 12 months earlier where i'd had a friend who and the reason i didn't get my license for so long was i was just petrified of driving for a bit mm. um all those safe driving courses that they get you to do to like make you aware of all the dangers they just scared the life out of me and i was just like no i'm not too doing far, it too far <laughs> pretty much yeah sorry
1: about the, the, the crash comment yeah. Yeah. Oh, sh- <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um and i just had this one friend who was giving me a lift me he's like you know, you're really gonna have to get your license someday because you don't want to turn out like that friend who always expects lifts oh. from people. Oh. And I was oh, like-
0: That's brutal.
2: But I was at the time, <laughs> this guy was giving me a lift home and I was like, I've only asked as a, as to help my parents out. My parents are still happy to pick me up. It's just, you live in my general area and like go the same direction mm. home. so. That was that was a bit of a. But falling you become
1: out. that person to him already. That's what he's basically I, that, saying that's to
2: you. I, he had another friend who had become that, and he's like, "You don't want to become this friend," don't and named the friend. Mm. And I was just like, mm. "Okay." And and I yeah, there was a little bit of a falling out with that friend, which was mm. unfortunate. Um, but yeah, so. I'd kind of already had all of that happen. So the fact that I had friends who were offering me lifts home was really wonderful and it was Oh, as a contrast great. to that, is that mm, what you Yeah, mean? yeah. Okay. Um, so they were like, I, so I guess in summary, I never so much had um, boundaries with regards to my parents or friends being opposed to be, me being religious and to me being Christian. Um, it was more physical boundaries of actually getting places to then actually continue learning more. Um, so, yeah.
0: yeah. I had another thought on that. Is that all right? If I,
2: if I go, that's
0: if I slide in. Um, I, I already know this because we are good friends, and yes. I, but I feel like your transition from um, – you mentioned that group of friends that were the year above you mm-hmm. and when they kind of graduated and left – Mm-hmm. youth group mm-hmm. i'd be really keen to hear more about like how that transition kind of went and then when you came back to youth and then kind of what happened post school yeah. for you i feel like that's like a really I that was know. my next question and it's a, like, a really oh, good no. it's a really good story joel let's oh see great that. oh oh gosh
1: oh, please okay. let's go
2: well i just think it's really well oh, cool. now i'm hoping i live up to the story no, okay you you'll be fine <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so i i came back to youth um and at the time was going to youth at a different church um and so I came back to youth and I kind of came back with the mentality of okay well the people that I'm close friends with yes they're leaving youth group but I already have a couple of friends that I do go to school with that I am really close with and I was already in a bible study as well and I was like maybe I just need to kind of reset reset my mind frame about this and just go into it and make the best of it, and I'm really glad that I did um, because I ended up becoming really good friends with Gemma and Katie out of it because they were... So it's
1: a really good story. No, no, (laughs) I just...
2: I actually remember,
0: um, like, just really quickly, I remember chatting with you when you had come back Hmm. and kind of talking about that group of people that had left, Hmm. and I actually remember having a conversation about how you were feeling about it, and Hmm. I think, um, like, our Bible study, I think it was really clear when you kind of had gone okay i actually want to make the most of yeah hanging with this group of people because really like beautiful relationship came yeah. out of that and i think we wouldn't have really been friends if that didn't yeah. happen like i think yeah. that was kind of a big but yeah that it is a good story
2: because of that but also yeah, there are other parts <laughs> of it that are good
1: yes let's hear them
2: um <laughs> Yeah, so I just kind of went. I am just going to make the best of it, and kind of just really invested in um, the people that were in my grade, um, and and a little bit in the in the grades kind of below. Um, as I said earlier, we I was kind of doing some ministry stuff through um, youth. We had a, we had a student squad. Yeah, it's pretty. Pretty cool. It, it was pretty fun. Stu squad. Student, Student squad. Student
1: squad. No, no, just I'm just shortening it. <laughs> Is it? Sorry, yeah. that's a. What school did you go to? Do you mind? If I you went
2: thought, to Carling. I thought so because yes. you said it was a selective school. Yeah, the so elite. You, a, yeah,
1: the elite. The elite <laughs> government school. So
2: not elite. Um, <laughs> so far from
1: it. <laughs> um, what was I going to make my question? Uh, lost it. I have. i completely lost it because I was making funny jokes. <laughs> um. <laughs> right. we got the banter in. Oh, so you went to the school. So the student squad was at school. No, the no, student was squad the was at
2: youth. And then I was doing a separate ministry at school, which was called Generator. Although I don't believe it's still called Generator. Um, Have to ask someone else for that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was leading that with a couple of people who I was actually... Everyone in my grade, there was four of us, including myself, and we were all going to youth group together. So it actually worked out really well that we were leading that at school. Um,
1: And the church, sorry, is Menoy Anglican? Yes. Yeah, okay.
2: Yes. Um, And so, yeah, I just decided to get really invested in the generator stuff and in the student squad stuff and Mm. in my Bible study stuff. Mm. And I was really super stoked that Mm. I did because I ended up um, building some brilliant friendships that will not end, um, that have carried through to being here.
1: That will not end. <laughs> like that I will not to end. end. <laughs> I also
0: just feel like you're on fire for Jesus. Like it was this really cool. True. Like I think it was really cool to see how you had kind of changed your attitude, mm-hmm. not only to the people around you, but also like, you're like, no, like God has put me here. Like yeah. I'm gonna do yeah. what yeah. I'm called to do. Like it was really epic to see. And it was a noticeable thing. Like I can't remember seeing that kind of play
1: out in, in the evidence of the that. evidence under so, primary. Like, so you feel like do you feel like <laughs> at that time that you're talking we're talking about right mm-hmm. now you took like real responsibility for your faith
2: yeah i think so mm. i yeah i guess i just kind of went like i had definitely been christian for like a year and a half before then but i think I, that was kind of the moment of i'm just going 100% head in let's do this just go for it really um and you know god's got a plan with it all just trust in that plan and trust that if i'm following him and then it's all going to work out however he plans it um so that was kind of how i went into it and i yeah i definitely felt a lot more on fire for jesus um and it's always interesting having like a discussion like this with someone who was there at the time because Bystander. Well, it's <laughs> it's he interesting. Was she was
1: too busy putting badges on her vest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but didn't bring like that up, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. Yeah, I did.
1: <laughs> on, your, your, on the other podcast, you brought it up. Yeah,
2: I did. Oh, um, but it's just interesting hearing other people how they also viewed it mm. as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, and was super on fire and kind of got part way through. Um, we were part way through year twelve. Yeah. And we started coming to uh, Soul Revival just as a one-off. Um, I think at the time, Katie had already kind of moved mm-hmm. over here. Uh, Gemma was kind of in the middle yeah. and Jake's family was going here as well. Yes, yeah, so I had the, the
0: family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. responsibility, you know. Yeah. yeah.
2: And yeah.
1: so... stand the family. stand
2: the fam. <laughs> um, but we, like, I, I knew Ethan through mutual friends um, and then, like... A couple of other guys that we were going to Menai with as well also came along to check it out. Who also had mutual friends from um, LIT camp, which is camp youth work runs. Mm. Um, so we were kind of just like, yeah, we'll just come hang out. And then it kind of turned into a we went, ev- we came every second mm. week, um, and we just really enjoyed the community of it. Um, we always felt really welcomed, um, and I think we'd only been there for like two months. And Jared and Haley Springs sat us down and they were like, hey, we know you guys aren't necessarily, like may not necessarily become part of the church or anything, but we do church schoolies for the end of year 12. And you guys are in year 12. So we want to invite you guys to come with us. And I was like, whoa, you guys like barely know us and you're inviting us on schoolies. It was was a big shock. It was so good. It was so cool though. Um, And... I remember thinking this community vibe is really cool. I really love getting to meet all these people who are older and younger than me. Like it's really cool. And I wasn't quite, that wasn't quite the case at Menai. So I wanted to, I, I was still full head, head of heels Jesus. And I kind of wanted to bring a little bit of that to Menai if we could. And I remember going and talking to one of our youth coordinators at the time um and I was just like hey I and as I said I already had friends who had graduated and were kind of in, a little bit involved in like their young adults community I was like hey I th- it'd be really cool if we got to meet like the other young adults in the church because we're coming out of school and we kind of don't really know anyone outside of our year group and our youth leaders um and the few times that I'd been at church was kind of like we stuck in our youth group, we talked to our youth leaders, or I I broke the boundaries and I went and talked to the people who were in the grade above. Um, That's kind of how it was. And the discussion was like, yeah, we've been kind of trying to think about how we can do something, but it's really hard um, just with certain age things and that sort of thing um, to actually like we haven't been able to figure out something like to be able to do something that you know everyone's going to enjoy like doing
0: safe ministry stuff that was kind of
2: yeah and it just it was kind of a bit of a letdown because it kind of didn't seem like that actually wanted to happen mm-hmm. um so i think with that i kind of then started looking at moving to soul revival permanently and ended up doing that um and i'm very glad that i did like i still have great friends who go to menai um and friends that have moved on to other churches as happens um but yeah i was super stoked that i did and then came and did like youth ministry and got heaps involved in the late night and And you were very involved (laughs) yes um and just doing Brian internship mm. and things. Like d- pretty much I-, I Berean is
1: an internal training yes, course. Yes, Just to explain again Thank if you. anyone's listening. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's all
2: right. Um, and pretty much once I graduated, I I actually didn't go on schoolies for either for Menai or for Soul Revival. I And I didn't do my like schoolies with friends from school. So when everyone went on schoolies, I think they all went from the same week and so I was the only person my age at church, which was great because it made me make friends with other people. So it was in like that two week span. I, I remember specifically myself and uh, Beck Wall became really, really good friends because we just hung out heaps because I didn't really have anyone else to hang out with. And she was super lovely and welcoming. Um... And, like, got to know, like, Cassie and Manda better as well. Um, So that was really cool. And that was kind of a good adjustment into being at Soul Revival. Um, And then I went to uni and was still very on fire for Jesus. Um, And never – I didn't get involved in university ministry, but was always open about being a Christian and actually had, like, a couple of interesting conversations with – university people at the time i was doing uh what was i doing i started with a physics degree i've had many changes (laughs) (laughs) so i started with a physics degree so you always get some really interesting conversations with people who do physics and they're like how can you be a christian and also study physics and i'm like well you look at the i'm actually i'm not going to go into that because it's all very long (laughs) and confusing (laughs) it's
1: a very long thing
2: but basically i just go well something had to Cause the creation Mm -hmm. of the universe, creation,
1: the creation of of the universe. The universe. Yeah, we'll finish (laughs) the sentence for you. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Got
2: you, got you. (laughs) Um. So yeah, and I have, and just kind of going through uni and taking time out of uni, then going back to uni, and then working. Have um. Like it's it's been a it's been a crazy ride. It always is a crazy ride. It'll continue to be a crazy ride, um, but you know, have just kept trying to um, stay faithful and do what God would want me to do, and to love others how um, how God loves us, and um, that's that's kind of how I've tried to go about everything that I do, and it's not always perfect um and we all fall short at several times um many times yes many many times um but i think one thing that i've always done is i've never been shy to tell someone that i'm a christian which has been really good especially in like mostly in my work environment it's uh um the retail environment I work in, which is JB Hi-Fi, big tech company. Shout out. Yep. <laughs> um, but it's it's not really you know you've you done d- it
1: again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, JB, you've done it again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just free advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um. Yeah, most people would not consider it a particularly Christian
1: environment. environment?
2: Mm. Um, which is kind of why it's great to be a Christian in that environment. It is a struggle at times. Um, but I've also had some really interesting conversations. And at the same time, have also gotten the schoolyard payouts. Like there was one time I went to lead on on church schoolies. And I had just gotten the job, and I was I wasn't going to be there for a week. And a couple of the guys were like, "Oh, why aren't you going to be there?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to lead on church schoolies." And they're like, "Sorry, what?" I'm like, "Church schoolies, I'm going to lead," and they're like, "Like churches?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, they just they just laughed at me. And for like a good year, I couldn't get rid of that. And I'm I was totally okay with that. Um, so. Yeah, like there's there's very funny things that come out of it, um, but also some really good conversations. So yeah.
1: Um, the question that I was going to ask you was that you were when you were first thinking about coming to Soul Revival. Mm-hmm. One of the things was when some people that were young, oh, sorry, that were older than you, came up to chat to you about schoolies. Mm-hmm. Was that something you were looking for in your life at the time? Do you think?
2: No, I wait. Do you, Define which part I was looking for.
1: Oh, it's just in the like, well, because you went back to Menai and, and sorry, we, I don't want to sound disparaging towards yeah, yeah. Menon church either, but it sounded yeah. like that you weren't asked for, to be able to do that mm-hmm. or that why aren't we doing it more? Mm-hmm. And they weren't as, uh, there wasn't the desire to do that. Yeah. Was that something that was in, that desire within you, do you think, to be, like, to be seeing older Christians and knowing, well, how do I need to, what is one way that I can grow up?
2: I think unknowingly, yes. Mm. I... I have always been quite – my parents have always said I've been quite mature for my age. My sister's six years older for reference. And so when she was going through her um, HSC, um, like going through year 11 and 12 looking at university applications, I was like 11 or 12 years old and I started looking at what I was going to be doing at uni. You (laughs) me a
1: copy of that form.
2: Pretty much. That was was – and like I had been planning it for years out and um so I had always been quite mature um I always got along quite well with people older than me um so not just my sister's friends but even doing um like a lot of the music things that I did at school I was doing them I think it was like year seven I was doing stage crew and it was the most fun time I've ever had and part of it was because I was doing it with all these people who were in years above me, like I ended up becoming really good friends with uh, a couple of people who were a couple of years above me. And then as they got older and filed out and we got new people in, um, like I ended up having the entire Fox family come through stage crew who is a family from church mm-hmm. and have continued being really good friends with them as well. Um, it's been very funny watching them all go through, all go through stage crew and then all growing up. Yep. Um, and yeah, so I think unknowingly that was something that I kind of always wanted because I always, I just always got along well with people of different ages. What
1: do you think that was though? Um, there's something in your like your childhood that kind of made you think oh, I just need to grow up quicker.
2: Well, yeah, as I said, like having an older sister kind of made me, I think, grow up a bit quicker. Um, having all of that. In the front of uh, i would i wish i could say it was in the back of my mind but it wasn't it was in the front of my mind um and but also my parents had so i'm going to out how nerdy my family is um we're all friends here my parents my whole family plays dungeons and dragons
1: <laughs> yep you did it
2: Yep. <laughs> oh no 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 no. it, yeah. it, it like Get, play Dungeons and Dragons to the point where they went to conventions, they ran their own conventions, Whoa. and my parents met at a Dungeons and Dragons convention. <laughs> That's
0: actually very wholesome. Yeah. That's really wholesome.
2: Like my sister and I were doomed for nerdiness. <laughs> um, it's
1: just you and your sister?
2: Yeah, just me and my sister. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we were doomed from the start. And so we kind of grew up, I th- more so my sister than me, but because um, my sister's the oldest out of all of our cousins on one side of the family um, and oldest out of, uh, like, any of the family friends' kids as well. Um, not that there ended up being a heap of them. Um, and then I was still, like, the second oldest, but s- the rest of them started – kind of coming after me um so we grew up around a lot of adults um I I think my earliest memory is my dad was being the game master for a game they were hosting at their place I was about three years old my sister had already been sent to bed but I could stay up late I could help dad run the game by helping dad run the game it was I fiddled with his dice whenever he wasn't using them and then I fell asleep that was that was my helping um but yeah so I I think it's because I spent so much time around all these adults growing up um that I I learned how to interact with older people at a very young age um and so yeah I think that's kind of followed me through and now I just I really enjoy being friends like Ange is one of my closest friends. For I was example, on the podcast previously, yes, two episodes ago. Yes, yep. that's that's what made me think of her. Little plug. Um, <laughs> but exactly. like, she's one of my closest friends now, and I absolutely love that she's one of my closest she's friends. Awesome, mm-hmm. yeah, she's she's such good quality. I love what her to mm-hmm. pieces. Um, and then, like, I've got kids that I'm leading at youth. That like, there's a couple that I, both Hudson and Daniel, I've seen them go through year seven to ten there's people who've known them for longer but it's just it's been great it's been so good to become better friends with them as they've gotten older Mm. um and yeah daniel's daniel just always is rude in a very loving way (laughs) (laughs) it sounds
1: like you were like you were very well primed to um realize the benefits of intergenerational church, mm. and yeah. that's something that we really like to talk about here at yeah. So revival mm-hmm. If you are interested, check out the Shockers All podcast, guys. <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> how <laughs> many <laughs>
0: plugs in the last five oh, minutes. I just uh, you know, just do a whatever. couple. Just, no, it's good. Know, it's I'm good a, quality. I'm, I'm a pro. Yeah, <laughs> um, You are
1: a pro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I find that really encouraging mm. about you, and I think yeah. that's really cool because it probably took me longer than it did yourself to be able to figure that out. I think I was a little bit too self-centered to figure that out it was more like oh, i just want to hang out with my friends but mm. then what i was realizing was by hanging out with my friends but then having leaders that were older than me mm. at youth group and then as i got older was like oh they were actually doing intergenerational <laughs> ministry and i really enjoyed it anyway yeah <laughs> so, yeah so that i think that's really cool um Gemma, any other reflections you'd like to share on no you on your friendship with alana and how she's come along because i I love talking about turning Mm. points that's that's the thing like you've spoken a few of them i just wonder if you've got any
0: oh i think definitely like transitioning from high school to like young adulthood Mm. like together has been really cool and i think it's been exciting that god has kind of um i guess placed us in the same church Mm. after we both moved from one church to another and i think it's really cool that we both do youth ministry together and like we've kind of been able to watch each other grow and i was just thinking about when you were kind of chatting about um how you wanted a young adult scene to kind of start at menai or some interaction like i kind of think one of the things that happens in a lot of youth groups i was just thinking about this is that um and with a lot of ministry sometimes it can be like okay well what happens after this ministry is finished so what happens after youth group is finished what's next Mm -hmm. but i feel like what's really unique about soulies and one of the things i really love is that It's not really a what's next. It's kind of a like, well, let's just keep going and let's just keep being lifelong Mm. friends and doing ministry and serving together. And you might be in youth for that or you might be in late night or you might be in kids. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, But we're kind of all doing this together and it's not really like there's a next step or a moving away phase Mm. when you move out of youth or kids or whatever. Like it's really um a beautiful thing and I was just thinking about how like that's been really cool for Mm. us to kind of watch as youth leaders I think we didn't necessarily experience it from school like we didn't go here when we were in high school but I think coming here and being youth leaders like we've been leading these really beautiful girls that are like in year nine now we've just seen some year tens go out but some year nines that we've kind of had from the very start it's like well next year we'll get to watch them kind of come into late nine it's not really an end like, that's not really a finished product, mm. but it's like a really lovely friendship that's just going to keep growing.
1: It's not based on their age. That's right. It's yeah. based on just, well, yeah, you are getting older, but it's based on like, it's just a natural progression. Yeah, but it's like
0: our relationship is just going to keep growing. Yeah. And yeah. it's not, there's not an end date on that relationship, which yeah. is what I think is really, really lovely.
1: And I think what you're talking about is a legacy of the homogeneous unit principle, which mm-hmm. so many churches have adopted, is that it's just you segment the church into mm. different age groups a lot Mm. of the time or other other characteristics but Mm. i think that's where there seems to be i mean i'm going to plug it again but on the shock absorber with our children's pastor tim Mm. bill he talked about every time there's that transition that you're talking about Gemma. Mm. there's a real drop off of people that start going that Mm. are going to church whether whatever age it is Mm. because there's no natural that that natural progression or i'm trying to think of a better word of that yeah there's no um because it's not about uh making the relationships the Mm. really important thing it's about oh you've moved to this or this Mm. is the next important thing that you need to do it's not keeping the relationships constant Mm.
2: that's right and especially in that time frame that it happens like when we Mm. were going through that move between churches and you know coming out of high school going into uni or full-time work or whatever it is you end up doing is such a massive change and having those relationships like there is probably a decent chance if i didn't have those relationships that i very well could have fallen away from church Mm. and i think that is a possibility with a lot of people which is really unfortunate that that is the case but unfortunately that is Mm. um and so yeah like i think it's just it's just been so important Mm. yeah
1: Mm. Yeah. I can see how much you value it, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Um, we're about to run out of time, I think, yeah. on the camera. Yeah, on, on the clock. On yeah, the clock. <laughs> on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd love to keep chatting, but yeah. um, anything else you'd like to share before we, we wrap it up there, Alana?
2: Um I think one thing that I have learned, and I keep getting reminded of is that God's plan is not always what you expect <laughs> the plan to be. And you're probably going to change from whatever you intended. And the reason I say this is I intended on doing engineering all through like year 11 and 12 then freaked out. And I was like, no, I'm just going to drop it all the way back and I'm going to do physics. Started a physics degree, did six months, did social work for six months, didn't go to uni for a year, did exercise science for six months, did random stuff for six months, did maths teaching for almost a year and we're now at this point and I've just gone to full time work <laughs> and so I and I'm considering staying that way but who knows mm-hmm. um and I think one of the biggest things that I've just had to remember is that God has a plan um and no matter the choice you make you you're going to be on that and path you there, yeah. yeah so it's it's all convoluted and crazy and not knowing where it's going to end up Mm. and um like in all honesty the the biggest constant that i have is that um god loves me and god Mm. loves us yes and that's really what i need to focus on and everything else will come Mm. from that
1: yeah that's really cool. It's always funny when you're like, oh, why isn't this happening? Yeah, And then you look back and it like maybe it's even five years later and you're like, oh, that yeah. was, that's what God was doing. <laughs> that's yeah, why that's that It's so happened. good to
0: just have something that's like always a constant and I think that's such a beautiful thing about faith and Christianity and I feel like it's been really evident in your story and mm. it's been really cool to hear about it.
1: Yeah fantastic. Thank you so much. That's We're okay. Thank yeah. you for coming that on the chip lunch podcast. It was okay. really cool.
2: Thank you for having me. It's been heaps of fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's good.
2: It is, and, and I, I do, I do love the the host, band the host wars, the host wars. <laughs> I do love being a part of that. I I've had it uh through church courtings i've had it through this and i love it uh but you're both great hosts thank you for <laughs> oh, having me
1: stop it, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you're embarrassing us great well, that's such a dorky way to finish yeah. after like such a really well my hair is going the same color Oh my sorry my face is going the same color as your hair i mean
2: <laughs> we're talking dorky ways to finish you, you got the person have you
1: got a dungeon and dragons way to finish <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: um
1: Let the i feel like it's gonna kind of like an old Hey! Yeah.
2: All I'm thinking something. is some uh, big evil creature has just destroyed the entire dimension, and that's how we should finish. Goodness <laughs> me! Well, you really know, gaming. become a
1: Christian, guys, if you're not, because that's what's <laughs> yeah. <going>. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, John. <Jenna. laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time. Oh, anytime. Thanks so It was that's really cool. Game. Thank you very much. You Thank want to finish you. with it one way? Yeah. Wrap it up. Oh one way, way goes. guys. Goes.